Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel. And I'm Robert. And welcome to the recap of the RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 4 finale. And it's just us today. And it's a good thing. Just family. Exactly like they say. No, it's a good thing because uh, this finale gave us a lot to talk about and a lot of feelings. What? What? I'm just, I'm just like, I'm, I'm all sorts. I have very mixed emotions about it. Um, We, okay, so normally, or at least when we first started doing this podcast, we loved to watch an episode and then talk about it right after because everything Mm -hmm. was fresh in our minds. With this finale and these results and the fact that, like, they stitched everything together months after filming, we didn't know how to feel. And so we were like, we were even, we were like talking to Tony Soto about it mm-hmm. via text the night that we watched and a it. Few, and a few other people. It was very... Um... And we were both were like, time to go to bed. Like, we can't mm-hmm. talk about this anymore. Like, we have too many feelings. Go to sleep. And like... Mid conversation, yeah. we were just like, "Go to sleep." Not bad ones necessarily. No, I not guess. really. Just kind of like it, more like conflicting it's perspectives. Confusion. I'm confused. Hmm. Like okay. anyway, but we'll get. Yeah, let's we'll wait until we talk about the. So let's results. do this like it's a normal episode. Yes. True. <laughs> and something didn't happen. Um, yeah. So we start out the episode with a really funny moment between Monique and Monet where she totally spooks her by making her think that she picked her lipstick. That was so good. It's just, it's friendship goals. Monique deserves an Oscar. Yes. Because she had Monet like... She had me going. I was like, wait, what? Huh? I mean, halfway through it, I was like, she's lying. She wouldn't. She would never. No. And then she pulls out the lipstick. Yeah, I'm like, Monique is too fair. (laughs) Um, I mean, sure. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that Monique's not wow. fair. I'm saying I'm not saying Monique's not fair. I'm saying that her choosing Monet's lipstick is of no consequence because mm-hmm. Monet yeah. was not chosen. I love how she pulled a BB though. That was that was she great. She tried. She tried she and sure was like did. Yeah. Or pretended to. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, so we find out that the... Oh, my God. We find out the fucking obstacle course that these girls have to do on this episode. I know. So uh, first, they have to... They have to write a verse right. to Super Queen. Right. And then perform in the a... Country cr- Road remix. Yeah, it was weird. So, I, FYI. I didn't mind it, necessarily. I hated it. Uh, yeah, okay. I um, hated it. You've been playing the same... 
like uh, electronic version mm-hmm. all season dance version, which isn't bad. I mean, it's like three words that she says in it, but it's, right, you know. But that's the version that we all know, yeah. And that's the version I like. I'm curious as to why they did that because mm. it was so different. Well, but anyway, so I think RuPaul is releasing an album. Like we're gonna we're gonna get a new RuPaul album like seconds before season eleven premieres. Mm. So so. So you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Then you have to perform. Well, you have to dance, sing your verse or lip sync your verse rather, and dance to it in a group performance of Super Queen, choreographed, choreographed. By who's I guess choreographing now according to the verses that they wrote. Yeah, which I'm like, ah. um, and it all has to be you know like your superpowers, things you like about yourself, and you know so on and so forth. Yes, so. Um, and you also have to appear as a guest on Rue's podcast. Oh, yeah. And that interview will never come out. Right. <laughs> Which always drives me crazy. So let's, t- I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm confused as to how we should format this. But since we're talking about the podcast, I don't understand why they put the, every time, every season when they do this, they put the microphones so far from their mouths that literally I'm going to demonstrate for you what it would sound like if they were literally, if they were as far away from the microphones, like if we were as far away from the microphones as they are on the show, it would sound like this. Literally would sound like this. So not like this, but like this. There you go. Just a little Also what bugs me about that is that it, they don't like like they don't they ever have a release podcast, it. so they should. I mean, it, it's like a five minute interview or whatever. But they should do an episode with the winner, right? Like it well, just makes no sense. I think what's smart is that they they have an episode because they're not doing a full like hour long episode with these girls. They're probably talking to them for fifteen minutes tops, um, and so. They, I think what they could do is have a supercut of this podcast mm-hmm. that they recorded and release it the week prior to, you know, or the week after even. Yeah. The fans would love it, is my point. It's content. Mm-hmm. It sounds good. Obviously, they don't need microphones like the ones we're talking into right now because they're all wearing lavalier mics. Yeah. The audio is beautiful. Release it as a podcast. Yeah, why? Like, why not? It's one less thing that RuPaul and Michelle have to do. But I think that they record so many episodes of the podcast yeah. ahead of time that they're just like, well, yeah, we don't need to do that because we have like three or four months of interview, like podcast material. I just, I wonder what the reasoning is because as a podcaster, I can't imagine recording content that's for YouTube, for example, and not releasing it as a podcast if Michelle, I'm going to call Michelle it Michelle wanted in on the Tic Tac lunch. That's what happened. Well, but she's part of... I don't understand your point. Because before, there was no podcast. So it was just the Tic Tac lunch. And now, they have something that they can bring into it that's different. You don't think that it's promotion for the podcast? Oh, I think it's promotion for the podcast. I was trying to make a nasty joke. How Michelle oh. wanted in on something else. So here she is. But oh. anyway. Okay, great. <sighs> now that I, I, don't, I just don't need... I don't, I don't know why you chose that moment to slander Michelle. Anyway... Um, But it wouldn't be me if I wasn't slandering Michelle Visage. That's true. It wouldn't be you. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So the girls then have to learn choreography. This was fun to watch. Yeah. I love that moment when Trinity's like, you know, basically like I don't do floors. I don't do windows. I don't do bathrooms. (laughs) Like... 
Yeah. It was weird because I was that like, was who's his granny? Like, because to me, Trinity is like, you know, bouncing off the walls and sexy dance, 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 you know. And then she's like, well, I don't do splits and I don't do uh, flips and all that stuff. And I was like, you don't? Mm-hmm. Like, I've never, I've never noticed that she doesn't do that. Right. But I thought that was a very funny moment. She does dance. I don't yeah. know why she was pretending like she doesn't because she definitely had some intricate at least blocking mm-hmm. in category is. Yeah. Oh, I think she was just saying she doesn't she doesn't like choreography very much. Right. So I you know not the best moment to mention that. Just saying. Um w- Naomi misses Dick. Oh. Completely. I, she was so distracted. Yeah. By that man. Yeah. It was very funny. I mean, I get like, it. Like Todrick had to like snap her out of it. She was like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Totally get it. Aww. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he was the one supporting her weight. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else was holding an arm or yeah. a leg. But that gentleman was like, you know, supporting the bottom. Mm-hmm. You catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. They were going to be intimate. And I think she was like, I don't know. Anyway, I hope it works out for the two of them. I want to be at the wedding. Um <laughs> I feel like this episode was full of misdirects. Oh, absolutely. And one of the misdirects was the cartwheel that never was. Oh, Monique. We spent so much time on this puck and this cartwheel. Why? That was very entertaining. You're not going to tell me like Monique just like Monique trying. No, like b- before she even hit the floor that time with her hands, it was like she was trying to w- like. She wanted the gravity to come to her. Exactly. <laughs> the floor was going to wheel itself onto her hands. Listen, um, I get it. I'm never doing a cartwheel. I wheel. never, like, I, no. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But it was really fun to watch. The idea, so I hated doing handstands in pools. Like, my cousins and I would all dare each other to do all these weird things when we were swimming um, as kids. And they would all do, they would either do like a forward flip in the water or they do a handstand or whatever. And I was always scared that I was going to drown. So I never did it. I can't imagine. And you're essentially weightless in water. Well, not yeah. weightless, but like, you but know, still you're floating. still a little, you know, ungainly. Right. So I never, I don't know. I just, I would be terrified to have to do a cartwheel. So I feel yeah. all of Monique's When pain. gravity is quite present. Yeah. There's, it's not good. Yeah. I also really enjoyed Trinity laughing, like, endlessly. Yeah, when Monique was like, I'm going to come from the left. No, from the right. Like, Wait, where? which one? Which side? <laughs> Um, one of the things we forgot to talk about in the podcast portion of this uh, episode was um, Monique men- mentioning that she was part of an ex-gay ministry. Right? That's fascinating. It was like Monique was part of an ex-gay, but not just part of an ex-gay ministry. She was like converting people. Right. She was the leader. And she was 300 pounds, apparently. Yeah. Like I don't know. Because honestly, like, I don't know. You know how they always talk about like your inner fat person? Have you heard that? Um, How people are like, you know, like like when they've seen somebody who's had like a dramatic amount of weight loss or gain or whatever, where it's uh-huh. like, you know, you don't look like you would be a fat person ever. Okay. You know, it, it, like Monique. And has they mentioned such a, that. Yeah. Monique has such a tiny frame or just like. I was looking for the loose skin. Uh, well, that was she had been 300. Too, yeah. Because I thought of like her, her stomach when it was out on the um boots the house down mm-hmm. was just like you know ab um, city yeah so i was like 
Yeah. She must have done a lot of skin toning exercises. Well, she did CrossFit. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Like, I didn't know about that, Monique, either. Yeah. That's exciting. I want to know more about this. Like, if you're listening, Monique, I want to know the whole, like, there needs to be a documentary or a book or... Like, weight loss, like, like the the X Game Ministry story and then also the weight loss journey. Like, those are very, you know, interesting that it kind of came off once she came out. Yeah. Like... Because I'll be honest, I... Uh, I didn't know about the seminary school. That was the other thing that came mm-hmm. out during the interview. Um, I didn't know about that, and I sort of felt like the um, the 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 preacher character. There we go. Mm-hmm. I sort of felt like the preacher character was coming a little bit out of nowhere. Like I knew that Monique was religious, but knowing that she went to seminary school changes it completely because yeah. it makes it very very personal and her turning. Something that uh, that is like charged and maybe even tragic into comedy. Yeah. So it just definitely it just gives it more depth, and I would like to know more. Yeah. I feel like she mentioned on season nine that she'd been in not season nine, sorry, season ten that she had been in in a seminary. But I feel mm-hmm. like we knew about it before this. But um, it was definitely interesting to hear all of that. I wish like you know they had done like gone in even further. Yeah. Because that's very fascinating. Well, that's the type of content we might expect right? on the pod the podcast mm-hmm. that never is yes uh let's see so the girls stop by the when by the girls i mean the other all-stars mm-hmm. stop by to scare the girls for this whatever so reason funny. another misdirect mm-hmm. and uh let's see well you have like yes you have like finish your sentence no you were in the middle i'm sorry i I was waiting for you to finish your sentence. Oh. Um, I, I love that you just have them all with their like backs turned and, you know, all the confessionals are like, we don't know who this is. And it's like, really, though? Yeah. Like, why are they? Like, it's just telling them to say things that are not, you know, to act surprised. Yeah. And it's like, how could you not have? Anyway. But I love that you have, you know, Alaska Chad and, and Trixie there mm-hmm. to kind of like spook them. Yeah. Um, and and tell them that they're choosing the winner yeah, exactly and then be like just kidding although maybe they would have chosen one person instead of two yeah. Ooh. <gasps> you, did you just let go of a spoiler robert mm-hmm. you spoil the ending of drug race it's not a spoiler <laughs> i have to say i want to post a picture of a tie hanging in our closet and um and and put like hashtag drag race spoiler um did you hear that um so that the the crowning happened at a casey musgraves yeah. concert and i remember watching the video of uh of the winners coming out on the stage and thinking imagine being in the audience like being that gay who had to choose between casey musgraves or the drag race finale, or the drag race finale and, both. and then casey Musgra- musgraves ruins that for you oh oh you mean going to the concert as opposed to oh because i assume you would not have watched it if you're well yeah because the concert and the episode were airing at the exact same time yeah so more reasons not to be a fan of casey musgraves no i'm just kidding just kidding just about that just kidding i I mean mean, her bump is is epic we we had plans uh on friday so we didn't watch the episode live um and we told ourselves social media until we finished watching the episode not only did we stay off of social media but tony sent us a text message promptly at like 9 30 
And I was like, do I look? Do I look? Do I look? And I looked and it there were no spoilers in the text, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay. And I just wrote back like, we're not watching. Like, hold Don't on. Don't say anything else. Please wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alaska's umbrella. What a great idea. So good. She she is endlessly entertaining. Yeah. And apparently she had a severed hand under her hat. But <laughs> and like that? she lifted her hat and it fell out, but she never um like it didn't air, obviously. I don't know. She's but so absurd. What is that for? I wish the like the the past three All Stars winners had been involved a little more. Yeah. Like I think that would have been fun, but how would you have involved them though? I don't know. I don't know, but I thought it was really cool that they had them there and it could have been I mean they were involved later on, but I thought that they were gonna be like kind of a little more than set dressing. Hmm. Well, yeah. I don't know. I um it, but it's maybe also they were th- just paid the set dressing rate, you never know. Maybe. It's also a thing where um the more people you let in, mm-hmm. the more the 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 greater the possibility of spoilers being spread. Yeah, because those girls you know? had to have had like assistance with them or something. It's not so much that, but imagine if they had been there for the moment when Rue like cut the top four in half. Yeah, you know, like that would have been. Yeah, they would have had too much information. Right. Uh, what else? Let's talk about Rue's dress, which, <sighs> should I say it? Do you want to say it? <laughs> I like it. And it, it's it's really one of the, like, maybe less than a handful of things she's worn this, this season that I was like, <gasps> I just, it just seemed like, mm, like cheap. Yeah. Like it had Jolly Ranchers in the center of each star. Mm. Like, cause there were colors there. Yeah. I just, it but was. But they a, were stones. Oh, <laughs> they were like jade stones. Yeah, it was weird. And mm-hmm. the hair. Yeah, um, I don't understand why. I don't know if it's Delta Work who's doing this. I don't know who is uh, trying to save the planet by recycling. But this wig is not the one that you wear to uh, to go green. I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm just. I just pictured somebody recycling a wig, like taking it to the recycling center. Um, anyway. Yeah, she wore that wig on the episode when Valentina was the winner. Mm-hmm. She wore it for the season 11 promo. Mm-hmm. And she wore it on this episode. Yeah. And it's just also, it's so simple. Like, it's the finale. Like, again, all RuPaul has to do is sit there. Yeah. And it's like, why not something a little more elaborate? Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, it's known that like, if it's on her head and it looks that, that way, it's probably because she was like, this is what I want. Mm. But... I don't know. Somebody posted a photo, I think it was on Twitter or or Tumblr or something the other day, of this wig that Matthew had done for RuPaul back in the 90s. And it was like this blonde bang with multicolored like hair tassels and pom-poms. And it was just like incredibly elaborate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, like, we need stuff like that again. Yeah. You know? Especially if like, you know, she's the host. I think that they need a fresh perspective when it comes to the hair raven is killing it with the makeup game but Mm -hmm. delta work is on break i don't know if i've said that on here before but she's been on break for a couple episodes now (sighs) someone tell her to punch back in okay oh my god so i'm just saying but getting back to the dress the dress was very glow in the dark stars on the ceiling of a teenage bedroom it was very that on top of the pantsuit that rue wore 
to perform on the Christmas special. Something about that dress. Oh my God, the white, like. No, it wasn't white. It was silver. It was like silver sequined, uh, like a oh my silver God, you're right. sequined Why am I seeing white? I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking about. <laughs> I still love that RuPaul had a body double on that Christmas special. Right? RuPaul and Michelle. Um, oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, so let's I mean, see. Let's take a break. Yeah. Let's take a break and then come back and talk about the challenge. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back, and it's time to talk about the challenge. So let's go through each girl. Um, oh, well, they had set you know, dressing. They, they had a band. Tell um, me about their set dressing. The set dressing were the three uh, All Stars <laughs> winners. So it was Chad on keyboard, Alaska on drums, and Trixie on the guitar. Now I take issue with this. If I um, if I were going to bring these girls back, I would have put Alaska on like I would have put her on the um, on the triangle. <laughs> It would have been that absurd. I love that. Would that would have been so good. Just she Alaska looked, on the triangle. Also, she kind of, like, her makeup was like Dee Snyder. She was inspired by, I think she was inspired by Dee Snyder and Hecklina. Those were the two inspirations for her look. <laughs> That's why the mole was so big. I was wondering where that came from. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. She's, she just makes me happy. Yeah, she's like great. just seeing her. I mean, they were all they were all really like fun to watch. So yeah, you know, they made use of of them as set dressing in this instance. So I mean, I enjoyed seeing um, Alaska and and Trixie. I felt like Chad was a little low energy, but I feel like maybe that's just her. Maybe she was like, mm, I'll do it. Right though, like she seemed a little uh, yeah not interested. But I mean, if I were Chad, I probably would be too. And I guess standing next to those two girls. But I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> I just have a lot of feelings. But let's get into the girls who are there to work. Yes. And win. Yes. Let's talk about Monet. Um, I just thought she was fucking amazing. Yeah. Her verse was awesome. And we forgot to mention that she was the only one during the choreo like practice who got it. Oh, yeah. Like, immediately. Yeah. Um, and for a minute during the choreo, I thought she had her drag body on for practice because she was so curvaceous. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, Monet's booty. Not to objectify, but Monet's booty is a thing of beauty. Yeah. It, it really is. She has an ample trunk. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I loved her, um, her reference to the Dora Milaje from Black Panther. Amazing. I mean, it just... It was flawless. And she sounded amazing, too. To me, and I guess this will come back when we talk about the results, mm. the reason that Monet, in my opinion, deserved... Well, anyway, let's talk about it later. I was going to say, what I love about Monet is that she doesn't try to give you somebody else. No. She always gives you her. Well, she's always authentic, and that's that. what I like. Yeah. Or rather, I, I would say what, what we were talking about in the car the other day is that, like... I feel like Monet on season 10 in many instances was trying to like squeeze herself through this like drag race filter. Yeah. You know, and like 
and and I and you could tell when she was doing it, yeah, you know, because it wasn't things that were like authentically her or that you know those of us who who know how she performs and know what her like costuming is typically were like, oh yeah, this is like a a different version of Monet. It was like something com- completely different, yeah. you know, not even related to her. Yeah. Whereas on All Star, she has been Monet through and through, and hasn't um. It just seems like she's just grown such a thick skin since season 10 because yeah. nothing has phased her. Yeah. In I some mean, ways, you know, she's just like plowed through. Monet is also like just generally a very jovial person. Mm-hmm. She always looks at the brighter side yeah, of things. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things that is so great about her is that, you know, she she really doesn't allow any anything to stand in her way yeah in terms of like in terms of keeping her spirits high mm-hmm. right and so that is just what's been getting a chance to see more of that side of her on all stars has been great i will also say the kitty cat wig thing she wears a kitty cat wig well but it's not the only thing she wears no and so she got so much shit for it on season 10 that she was like i'm not giving you any kitty cat at all until today. Mm-hmm. Did she really not give us any kitty cat? She made sure not to give you any kitty cat wigs. All season? All season, yeah. So, But I would do the exact same thing. If I were her, I would have done the exact same thing. See, I'm not, I'm not like paying attention to what type of hair she's wearing. Like, I don't care as long as she does well, good drag. We're not because we're here for whatever. Like, we trust her implicitly. So, like, Monet could go into the other room and we're like, okay, put on an outfit. And we know it's going to be amazing mm-hmm. when she walks out of the room. Yeah. Because we trust her implicitly. Absolutely. So, there's that. Mm. Um, let's talk about Monique. I didn't, okay, so it didn't register for me that these girls needed to dress like superheroes until the second viewing of the episode for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably because we sort of knew something weird was going to happen on the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were kind of waiting for it, basically. And so I didn't. I, I didn't process the Dora Milaje reference. I didn't really process um, the other t- the other two girls' looks that were very uh, Wait, superhero yeah. referential. Um, and then there's Monique, who, I mean, the I outfit mean, was fine. It was, it, you know, it was thigh high boot, thigh high boots, and like a you know glittery unitard or bodysuit. Well. Like a, a lace nude illusion type yeah. bodysuit and then a cape. With a cape. I mean, I thought it was very pretty. She worked it well. I actually, and I really liked her hair. It was kind of like, I couldn't tell if it was like a pale orange or like a rose gold type of color. Definitely orange. But, oh, it was orange? Definitely orange. She's worn that I hair before. I liked the style. I just, and I loved, I love the way it looked on her, honestly. I did not like her hair. I thought that her hair gave her a huge disadvantage in that it mm. wasn't, um, it wasn't like sculpted, I guess, in the right way. Like there wasn't enough hair hairspray in the front of that wig for her to be moving her hair around as much as she was. So it got in her face. Yeah, it got yeah. in her face. And I hated that for her because I, you know, I love Monique and I wanted to see her do really well in this mm-hmm. challenge. And I think that in terms of her getting the choreo and really like working that stage during the numbers, she did all of that in a great way. Yeah. I wanted her to have a more... Well, like well, comic I think book looking superhero outfit. She needed to be more bright. Yeah. Or she needed to be brighter because it, it was a little um, 
like monochromatic in terms of like the way everything looked like between her and the dancers. Yeah. It was she didn't stand out except for her well, hair. I mean, just her even just her outfit alone. Yeah. Everything was black. Yeah, exactly. You need to have a contrast in color somewhere yeah. and yeah. Maybe we'll see like a Catwoman or something. I don't know. It's that's I wasn't getting Catwoman. Uh, Cat Lady, perhaps, but not Catwoman. Wow. Um, I know I'm being mean. Wow. I, stop. Anyway, I love Monique. I, let's not be mean. So then we have <laughs> Monet. Uh, Monet, Jesus Christ, Naomi. Naomi, um, who was wearing? I love these like what look wigs. Yeah, it's just like when they're good, they're good. It's like blue. I mean, it was like little multipass. You know, uh, okay. like like the A little cut bit. and the the texture, and this like amazing latex like blue, orange, and white bodysuit. Yeah, right. I mean, she looked like a superhero from somewhere. She was giving a little mystique, mm-hmm. and by mystique, I mean from the X Men, not Mystique Summers. Chicago. Um, so she's get to me. She was giving a little mystique, and mm. then there was also something about the shapes on that bodysuit reminded me of Grace Jones for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, I thought of Captain Planet. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh my god! Imagine if she'd had like hair like Captain Planet. Like you know, his hair just like six straight up. That would have been amazing. See, she is smart because she understood that her hair was going to move, and she wore hair that could move. Yeah, and wasn't going to look. I don't know. It wasn't going to look messy when you were yeah. done moving and your hair. And it wasn't going to encumber her either. Because yeah. it was just like a, you know, like a shoulder length wet, like wig. Yeah. You know? Um, I thought she did okay. I mean, I thought I thought it was good. I did. I couldn't tell you what she said in her verse. It wasn't very Something good. Something about stretching. Yeah. And... Legs, legs, legs. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I was just like, just like this much. I'm just yeah. reached saturation i honestly i am not judging them based on the uh the lyrics of their verse because i don't remember anybody's i remember parts of their verses but i don't remember anything that naomi said in her verse i hated the song so much that i didn't hear it (laughs) like it was no audio oh it definitely played when we were watching it but in my head i was like you know dude like it it was not you were waiting for the elevator to get to the top yeah Yeah. it was not i was none of it was registering for me i was just seeing people moving clothes hair drag i didn't care about the 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 sounds the sounds were not important to me sounds beautiful sounds (laughs) so naomi is dressed like of i feel like it was very villainous the 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 look of her performance do you, you, you not agree trinity no 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 we're still talking about naomi, oh, we're still talking about naomi. i'm gonna transition to oh. trinity in a second um because i feel like the lat the 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 two girls who went last with bad guys were like dressed like the bad guys which i thought was kind of fun it's funny naomi didn't read as villain to me i just thought oh. like it like a superhero that has yet to be named okay like honestly because i was like because, like, the colors were there and all that. Like, but I, I don't feel like it was a... I mean, and not that it has to be, but I feel like it wasn't a, um, like, a specific superhero. You know, the way, like, Monet was very um, clearly referencing the Dora Milaje. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, okay, that... But it was not, thank goodness, like, Party City Dora Milaje. No. Because it could very easily go in that direction. Yeah. Um. But I just thought Naomi was just like a some sort of comic book character. See, I definitely I saw the I don't know if if she was referencing Mystique at all, but I saw that. And so my mind automatically was like, you're a villain from the X-Men universe. That's just like where my brain went. 
I think she'd like that. Yeah. Uh, Trinity also, to me, was giving... Um, she was giving a villain, but uh, I thought the beginning of her performance was very Lady Gaga dress rehearsal. <laughs> like, she didn't know all the words. She was, like, stumbling a little oh, bit with the choreography. She didn't like, really know the words because there were moments, not just during the beginning, but where... She was just like, yeah, you know, the mouth were, was just going in circles. It was very funny. There were moments where the the track was singing, but she wasn't <laughs> like very that. I mean, in all, again, in all fairness, it only t- like you have to watch it like three times to really pick up on that because yeah. I didn't pick up on it until the third time I watched the lip sync. Um, but I I was very entertained. I liked her look a lot. It was giving me very Priscilla Queen of the Desert when hmm. the oh God, I forget which of the drag queens is up on the bus on the heel with the like headpiece and the you know the the fabric flowing behind them. It's that's not that's what I was getting. Felicia, I think it was Felicia. Yeah, yeah, because Mitzi wouldn't have done it. It was Felicia. It was definitely not Mitzi. And who's um the the youngest one? Oh my God. So whatever that if that's not Felicia, then. It was Felicia. Yeah. Pretty sure it was Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. Check my sources. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was fun. I liked the cape. Oh, the um, minute they added that cape, I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, she was giving you very, like, like Elsa is in charge of ice. <laughs> Whoever is in charge of metal in the Disney villain universe. Is Trinity. Is Trinity. She's yeah. giving you yeah. very, like iridescent silvery evil queen from snow white for mm-hmm, some reason mm-hmm. and even though i and like yeah 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 or like maleficent's sister her icy mm-hmm. sister you know um the cape the cape took mm-hmm. it to maleficent real quick yeah, yeah. I, I mean i like the way she looked i thought the performance was fun yes you know she had some of the most complicated choreography right um yeah it was it was good it was good yeah Let's see. Let's talk about... Do we want to move on to the runway right now? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, Who's first? So for the runway, the theme is All-Star Eleganza, because they've run out of Eleganzas to title. Um, I could have just said, like, evening gown. Just, yeah, I know, but it's like, you know, they have to have a name for it. Everything has to be branded in some way. Great. Um, but anyway, first up, we have Monet Exchange in this beautiful african print silk dress like amazing it's gorgeous the color the color choice is excellent i'm very fond of it i'm gonna be honest i don't know that i would have put purple and blue together the way that she did but i like it you mean the print yeah yeah well i mean i feel like it came that way you think this is a print and not like no it's it's definitely a print oh Hmm. yeah I, I thought it was lovely because you can't sew over appliques like that oh. or connect. They um, they just they looked so they looked like three dimensional. Three dimensional I thought they were appliques. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The fronds are stoned, and I love that her like hair ornaments match. Yeah. And also, I never thought that that much blue eyeshadow could ever possibly work. Mm. But it just looked so like frosty and like cool. I just I love the way it looked because her lips were also this beautiful like pink color Mm. you know so like it wasn't too much um but also like i think really tied everything together very well yeah um and i love this kind of shot of black tulle coming out of the side of the dress it kind of lightened it up a little bit i'm not crazy about the tulle maybe it's because it's a such a dark color 
And it doesn't like it doesn't really tie in any of the colors with the dress. Been bright blue that would have been really cool. Oh yeah. yeah, but in but like her body looks amazing. Her face was divine, and I love this like blonde these blonde dreads that are just like piled and like swooped around her head. Yeah. Um, I think it's amazing. Yeah, she definitely looks yeah. incredible and, in this And I thing. like that her wearing these kind of, these African silks are like a thing that she's done for quite some time now. So yeah, yeah. she she's taking these, uh, you know, like eth- these ethnic references and, you know, like she said on the runway, educating people about what can be done with these fabrics. Right. You know, because it, it, it can be a little iconoclastic and not just stick with, you know, traditional like ethnic garb. You know, you can't play with them. Right. And I think that she plays very nicely with them. Yeah. Yeah. I lo- I mean, I, she looks stunning. Yeah. Um, Monique is up next and she Ugh. she wore these monster gloves again. <laughs> I, I can't. They're like her memojis. No, the memojis are cute and fun. These monster gloves, <laughs> they they look like what is going to reach out and grab me from under I, the bed. Like, I don't, I don't like it. They make me laugh because I'm like, did you just, like, I get it because it's supposed to be lengthening, but they're so alien. They're so E.T. looking sometimes mm. that I'm like, is that, like, what's the point? But I thought they were really great. Um, And I loved her dress. I yeah. thought it was very fun. I I'm not in love. You like the corn husks? No, I didn't get corn. By the way, watching this. Well, but hold on a second. The judges there were are like corn husks on here. No, they said she looked like a like an ear of like you know. I don't know. I didn't get Where? it. Where? Well, because because the like the petals that I mean, this photo is really dark. But you know, the petals that were basically around her waist. It, it, yeah. I guess they look like corn husk. I don't know. I you know. I'm not getting that at all. They weren't flop bananas. I'm getting like 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 raven feathers does that make sense yeah it was very like dark and sexy to me i sort of wish though that she had gotten like gray feathers no just i I, I want a contrast I, like i i guess she likes wearing one color but also seeing head to toe. in head to toe black is very interesting because yeah. like she hasn't worn head to toe black like this before and so it's it was just like really rich looking to me I don't love it. I, I wanted it. I wanted a brighter color for her, mm. especially with this beautiful hair that she's the hair wearing. Was very pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's talk about Naomi's outfit. Like good <sighs> gravy. This ha- this outfit. You know, this comforter couture. Is this where outfit it's at. just won All Stars five. I just I want you all to know it, it's Spoiler. referencing a Dior runway. If I remember what she posted on her Instagram, but it's absolutely like, only she could get away with like. Because honestly, on other people, or most people, most anybody in the world, wearing a dress that looks like a comforter or a skirt that looks like <laughs> a comforter would not work right. on anybody. Right. Um, I also love how Ross said, oh my God, you have fat elbows. Um, <laughs> this is a reference to the Dior wedding gown that Carrie wears in the Sex and the City movie, yes? It's not a Dior wedding gown. She, it's a Vivian Westwood wedding gown that she wears in Sex and the City. No, no, no. In the photo shoot montage, there is a Dior. Oh, the poofy one. Yes, maybe that's what that's what I that's, that's the what reference I'm I'm getting when I see this. See, for me, I, like I looked at the comforter or the like the poofy parts last because what I was so focused on was all this mesh that's around her, like the upper part of her body, and how it's like glittery and then you know she has this beautiful kind of you know like like uh carson points pointed out this like argentinian you know uh cowboy hat on with the little mm. like the bow I mean, it was so 
like editorial yes. what she was wearing, you know? And then also like that she could take the skirt off. Just amazing. You know, I was initially shocked by this because she never does not show her legs. Oh, well, then she did. And then she did. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm, I didn't forget. Right. I just like, <laughs> she's just so, she knows how to work with people and get like, get what she wants in terms, you, you know, like, like to bring something, um, I was going to say bring something to term, but it's more, <laughs> she carried this baby to she, term. She has she a good relationship did, who, with whoever this designer is. She has yeah. an excellent relationship. Because everything she's worn, I mean, everything she wears generally, it's just so, um, it just makes so much sense for her. Yes. And like, I, I see how, you know, you can look at Naomi sometimes and, and maybe criticize her for, you know, thinking too much about being fabulous or, or like modeling and all of that. But it's like, she's one of the few queens who says that and like, like the proof is here. Uh-huh. You know, like, this is a model. Like, yeah. Naomi could, I mean, I would hope, leave Drag Race, never like do anything Drag Race related again and make a career as a model. For sure. You know, anywhere. Because it's just... Again, this is where legs, 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 you want to hear about them all the time because Mm -hmm. they come in handy. Yeah. You know, I mean, she looks amazing. She does. She never doesn't look amazing. Yeah. But this was especially amazing. Yeah, that's true. I think. Um, I also, I just, I wanted to mention that I really loved what she changed into for the lip sync. I know that we didn't get to see it for very long. With the top that had a bow, like a tied bow. It's just, I thought it was beautiful. Oh my God, I don't even remember what she looked like for the lip sync. You should, you should oh, take damn. a I really enjoyed it. Uh, let's oh, talk about good. Trinity. Oh, my cup's overrunneth. Right. This is, I agree, I agree with Michelle. This is probably one of the most amazing things. Okay. What is the reference with the print? Because I'm getting the coffee cup that you get at a diner. So this, if I'm not mistaken, and I should have looked it up. But if I'm not mistaken, um, this looks like a piece um, that was used in the Asia through the looking glass or China through the looking glass exhibit at the Met. Oh, Um, yep. Here it is. It is right here. Pulling it up. It's actually based on a Roberto Cavalli evening dress from 2005-2006 that was included in the China Through the Looking Glass exhibit at the Met a few years ago. And so it's it's essentially, you know, print that would have been on, um, you know, Chinese uh, porcelain, basically. And so, like, you know, this border is a very traditional border for porcelain. And then, you know, the the print is what would have been kind of in the center of the plate or the the vessel, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she, you know, pulled away the kind of, like, folded cups to show her two teacups. Right. And this is one of the few times that I've also loved every single one of the puns that the judges have thrown out there regarding the dress. Um, Oh man! Oh, she's. uh, We thought like she was an A cup, but she's really a T cup. Oh my god! Um, When she turned around and walked away, Michelle was like, "Mm, "There's her saucer," you know, stuff like that. And I thought Mm -hmm. it was really, um, it was just really fun. Yeah. Also, because it was a bit of camp. Yes. I mean, I love this. This was amazing. I thought the hair could have been more interesting. Yes. That's the only, literally like, it was just kind of like something that glorious deserves something more glorious on top. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like even like a pony, just something like, I don't know, different. Yeah. Something a little more uh, formal, I think. Yeah. Because it kind of like hair. it, that, that literally like you see the dress, her like shoulders and then the earrings and then, oop. 
it just it kind of like it's a weird like it's a little disjointed at the top it's also clear that um trinity i i feel like a lot of the a lot of the hair she wears does not have a custom hairline and i think she would really benefit from customizing that hairline just because she ends up it just looks like a you and i I mean you kind of want to disguise that yeah but other than that other than that she looks amazing like especially how her knees look so thin her knees you can yeah. see well know how like like it just <laughs> comes in so tight do you know like it just comes yeah. in so tight at the knee and she basically has this beautifully folded napkin at her hip i mean this this thing is amazing yeah it's just it's stunning and, and this she, is stunning and she walked in it so beautifully yeah like she knew to i mean obviously she knew like she but, knew to kick kick step yeah but she just step, looks kick, so step, kick step kick like yeah. 15 feet tall she looks taller than naomi she does and that's a that's hard to do she looks like a like a porcelain uh mm-hmm. figurine i just want to pick her up and put her on her mantle yeah <laughs> beautiful yeah well let's take a break and then when we come back we're going to talk about the lip sync and the results so stick around we'll be right back Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. And... This is the part where we get to talk about our feelings. Okay. Um, the top two of the season are Monet and Trinity. Yay. And uh, Naomi and Monique are asked to step to the back of the stage. Um, are we at all upset about this decision? About the way that they chopped them in half? You, oh, you mean who they picked for the top two, you mean? Yeah. I No. No. Well, here's the thing. Trinity has been spectacular don't talk about trinity or monet right now let's talk just about monique and naomi naomi has had several like if we're if we're looking at the report card yep uh i think naomi has had a few like foibles or or has has, um has dropped the ball you know on certain occasions and and i think what kind of really did her in were the the roast and that last acting challenge, the Sex and the Kitty 3. Because, like, right, right. she was bad. Well, I think even her stuff before that, like, she was sort of coasting for a while, even though she would do cool shit, like, when she did Wendy Williams. And, you know, there were other, yeah. there were moments where she did really amazing stuff and we didn't get to celebrate her for mm-hmm. it. Um, and this outfit that she wore... And the performance that she gave in the challenge, I wish that we had seen that side of her a little bit more yeah. earlier on. But, you know, I guess at the end of the day, I don't know. I, I'm i confused by the criteria for judging on this show because I feel like it's all conditional. Like, I understand why, like, it's clear that Naomi was in the bottom two this week because mm-hmm. she 
basically didn't really win that many challenges. She yeah, won one absolutely. challenge the whole season. And I don't know. I feel like the judges overall the whole season were not very impressed with her. Yeah. So anything that she could have done on this episode wouldn't have mattered. No. It, did, it didn't add to no, her score. Mm-mm. Monique, on the other hand, I'm convinced was in the bottom two because of what she wore in the challenge and what she wore on the runway. Yes. Which I think so, too. I guess makes sense, but is a little confusing. Based on who the top two. Now let's talk about that. Okay, so Monet to me has just done, like it's like I was saying earlier in the episode that she's just been so herself all season. Yeah. That like, it's been, so, I mean, for, for us anyway, it's been a, just a joy to see her on for this long because I feel like mm-hmm. she wasn't on on as long as she could have been on season 10. That was really sad. Yeah. Um, even though she did win Miss Congeniality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that the sponges were, you know, released from their, you know, just released and not used as much as I thought they were going to be based on, you know, like the first episode and the mm-hmm. sponge crown and in the workroom and the uh, confession, all that. Yeah. And it became more and more of like a footnote and not this like branding thing. So I right. really, cause I feel like that happened very quickly. Yeah. You know? And then she just kept on turning out look after look after look. And I would say that her only, um, misstep was probably like the acting challenge last week that I can remember. Ah, uh, there were a couple of moments. Oh, cause were- I thought that like she, the roast like was phenomenal, phenomenal. And she won that one, you know, tied with Manila. So I don't know. I just, Monet also just brings me joy. Like, yeah. if I were Marie Kondoing our apartment, which we just started doing, <laughs> Monet would never, she'd just be, you know, I'd never let Monet go. We would keep all of our Monet exchange related knickknacks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, Trinity deserved to be there because yeah. she had the best report card mm-hmm. all season. So, like, both very different criteria, I think, you know, for being in the top. So, one who's kind of. You know, just one and like, you know, consistently and been, you know, like, they're very good the whole time. And then Monet, who's shown, who's also been consistently good, but has also like blown, I think, you know, the judges and certainly the public away with all this stuff that she can do that she wasn't like allowed to show. So, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, they both deserve to be there. I mean, if I can provide a controversial perspective, I think that RuPaul just likes Monet better than she likes Monique. I think that's probably just that's probably like the bottom level mm-hmm. of of like at the end of the day, that was probably the deciding mm-hmm. factor. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Naomi didn't have a chance no. here. She did excellent today, but she didn't have a chance here. So it was really Trinity plus Monet or Monique. Yeah, so exactly. um, and that's what we got. Let's talk about this lip sync because that's where the criteria question comes back. Monet won this lip sync. Oh, Monet won this lip sync hands down. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, I just thought it was great. Also, like, I thought it was really good that it was Fighter by Christina Aguilera and she was dressed like a warrior. Like, I thought that was great. I don't think that they have anything to do with one another. She wasn't dressed like a warrior. She was wearing a kitty cat wig and a red oh my God. sequin. See, the thing is, her thing, her like, you're you're her still performance thinking about the yeah, I'm still thinking about that. Yeah, no. Um, damn, now my whole thought process goes out the window with this. 
I thought she gave you so much range in one performance. Mm-hmm. She gave us a jump, like a jump into a split moment. <laughs> yeah. She gave us comedy by doing a, a wig reveal to another kitty cat wig. And I, I love that. I missed it twice. You missed it both times. I mean, Dan, we, we came home super late Friday night and Daniel essentially slept through the entire episode. And I was I woke confused. up and it was Christmas. Right. Like. I... I was confused because I was reacting to everything that was happening on the screen and he wasn't. And Daniel is usually a louder, like in terms of reactions, he's louder than I am. So I was a little surprised. I didn't realize until (laughs) they crowned, until they crowned these girls that Daniel was full on asleep because I was just like, wait, what? And when and then, I realized I woke up, I was like, don't tell me anything. No, no, no. You woke up and the, the image on the TV was of Monet wearing the crown. And he woke up and was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, re- wait, hold on. And I rewound that last moment for him and let him watch the whole thing. Very confused. Um, Trinity was messy during the lip sync. And I didn't like her outfit. Oh, No. I said right before, and that was I, that should have been the hint that you were asleep. I said, "Can Trinity and Naomi switch outfits, please, right now?" Like, so you know, I don't even know because I don't remember what Naomi was wearing. I'm gonna show it to you, and you're gonna love it. I promise. It's very like whimsical yet fashion. Like, it's great. I love it. Um, yeah. So I'm confused as to why they both won based on this lip sync. The way I have understood drag race to work since season nine okay because the rules changed after season nine you perform throughout the entire season and the goal is to secure a spot in the finale then you show up to the finale and they give you some more stuff to do and then they make a decision as to what like who's going to make it to the very Mm -hmm. very end of the finale and so we have monet exchange and Trinity the Tuck. Then you have to choose the winner of the whole thing based on a lip sync. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think they sure as I'll have not picked in the past based on cumulative work. Right. Season nine being a perfect example that Shea Coulee, clear, clear winner based on track record of the season. Yep. We make it to the finale. The lip sync happens. And... And we then, end up and with... Then, and then they decide to start paying attention to Sasha Velour. Exactly. For the first time. Exactly. Because exactly. she was doing good work, but it was like she was in the background. Right. Which is very strange. Right. But, but anyway. let's let's move this along because yeah. it's not about season nine. But yeah. my point is, in that moment, they changed... They basically showed us their hand. They showed yep. us how they were judging this. And so Sasha won her lip sync, Peppermint won won hers, and then they had to battle it out at the end. And that's what this, that's essentially what happened here. But for some reason, the person who won the lip sync didn't win on their own, Mm -hmm. who is Monet Exchange. Exactly. So I'm confused by what their criteria is because they're sending mixed messages, basically. So here's the thing. And we got a, a, a listener email we did about it um that we'll read but like i'm very happy that both of them won because they're both amazing i'm even happier that they were not made to split the hundred thousand dollars because that would have been like the biggest slap in the face which okay can we just say like pay raise it sounds like drag race got a raise yeah just saying um now what bothers me about this 
And I know, and it's it's funny because Robert brought it up today, being like, well, they you know they do film two alternate endings, but they also could have filmed them winning together. Exactly. Because then that, like, what bothers me is that it was very sloppy. Mm-hmm. And I think that it really stole from the, like, it, it, you know, having to wake up and watch it again. Um, <laughs> it stole uh, some of the enjoyment and, like, happiness from watching it for me because I wasn't seeing both of them win together and both of them being, like, even if it was fake gagged at a tie, like that drama was not that drama was not created for me to consume. It was just, oh, they both won. So mm-hmm. let's just stitch together footage from different angles of both of them. And it was not only weird, but it was just not enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I will say like and that has nothing to do with the girls or it is just the way they edited it was awful. So. For season six, we know that they filmed a tie, a tie between Bianca and Adore, because Willem has talked about it publicly. Um, And that situation was sort of fucked up. But still, they thought to film that tie just in case. They didn't need that footage, but they did it anyway. Why didn't they do that here? It's easy. You have two top like you have two people to choose from. You pick you 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 have three endings to film. You just get it out of the way simple yeah. do but the they tie didn't do first that. it'll seem more authentic i think more than anything i feel like that is what a lot of the fan base is reacting to is that it was very haphazard and mm-hmm. clearly you know recorded after the fact it, it's also bothersome that they would never fathom during filming that there could be a tie that's what that shows right and and that's the part that's like so you put i mean again it was i think this is the first time that they've also you know like showed us that they're actually looking at what's going on on social media with these stupid hashtags that they put out you know because i feel like both trinity and monet are just as equally you know just as equally as popular i don't so i don't buy it no i don't buy it for a second because no matter what no matter what happened in the hashtags, Monique and Naomi were completely excluded from any possibility of winning because they didn't film them winning. They only filmed Monet and Trinity winning. So they weren't going to pay attention to the hashtags at all. I don't know what they are paying attention to, but I'm confused. As a fan, I'm confused. Yeah. Let's talk about this email we got because I think a lot of the feelings that well, we... She says it all. She does say it. All. I, yeah. I honestly do. Think so. Um, so we got an email from Arabia and she says, I hope, I hope you guys are doing well, even with this inconsistent New York city weather. Uh, I'm still reeling from last night's all stars four finale and not necessarily in a good way from jump. I've been rooting for Manila because she was always one of my favorite Queens ever on drag race. The bonus was that she's a person of color and as someone who has met Monet before and seen her perform in person a few times, even before she was on season 10, I've secretly always been rooting for her to win. She did so well this season on all stars and I was so happy for her because she deserved those moments of praise. So you can imagine my shock, excitement, underwhelmed side eye. I'm still not sure how I feel. When Rue said that both Monet and Trinity were the winners. I love Trinity because she's an amazing queen, but if she was going to win, she deserved her own spotlight. Same goes for Monet. She improved the most, hands down, since her season and deserved the crown just as much, but, uh, but on her own. It felt like they didn't want to upset the fans of color watching the show if they went with the obvious choice of Trinity and continued to keep the Drag Race Hall of Fame looking whiter than a snowstorm. 
So they pick Monet as a safety bet of sorts, not to seem racially prejudiced. And at the same time, they didn't want to upset the Trinity stands by only picking Monet because the backlash would be, you only did it because she's black. Not like she's talented as hell, showed tremendous growth and killed it on the runway. At the end of the day, I'm really happy for both queens, and, I, and I'm even happier that they don't have to split the prize money. And I'm not one of those people shitting on both of them because I wanted Manila to win. Drag Race fans really can be assholes. But this leads me to my point. There were a lot of people, usually white or white passing, complaining that they should only have picked Trinity and that they didn't get why all these black people are bringing up race in this instance. Racial color blindedness is one of my biggest pet peeves because it's so hard to explain to an ignorant person. What's wrong with a black person looking at the Drag Race Hall of Fame and wishing that a person that looked like them was there? A large large portion of what makes Drag Race so popular and influential are the Valentinas and the Nina Flowers and the Manilas and the Jujubes and the Monets and the Shays of the world. It's the people of color. Hell, half the slang people love to spit out originated within the black queer community. That's not at all to say white people aren't amazing and loved and talented because many of them are. But if I don't feel like this, the representation is there, why can't I note that? Why does it have to be an issue of you only wanted Monet to win because she's black? She didn't really deserve to win. So my question is, how do I talk about race to people that swear they don't get it? How do I say, no, Monet's outfit, uh, runway outfit was, uh, wasn't just a basic gown. She showed a beautiful aspect of African culture. And if you came from the culture or was at least uh, at, very, at the very least familiar with it, you would understand how beautiful she looked and how well she pulled it off without being told to stop making this an issue of race. I am a straight cis black woman, and thankfully I have a diverse group of queer friends that I can openly talk about race with. But every now and then I find myself having to explain why race is key to LGBTQ issues, and it makes things awkward in doing so. Some people just don't get that people like me can't live, uh, can't live race separate from anything else. I feel like that's supposed to be a different word. Can't I'm not leave. sure. Can't leave race. Oh, can't leave race separately from anything else. It's equal parts heartbreaking and frustrating to have to explain why race and culture are just as important to talk about within the community as anything else. And seeing comments from the fans, like the ones whose tweets I've screenshot, boils my blood and breaks my heart. Thank you again for your time. I listen to you guys every week, and it's such a delight to do so. Oh, thanks, Moravia. Oh, she has a bonus question. She but does. Maybe we should. Maybe we should talk about that after we talk about this because she gave us a lot of um, yeah. a lot to I'm, unpack. I mean, yes, yes, and yes, Moravia. Yes, we, like we I was very confused about how I was feeling, and then I read Moravia's email, and it really kind of synthesized all the feelings that I was having. Yeah, and I mean, those screenshots are ridiculous, which we won't share, but there it's just it's gross it's like yeah i don't understand well i i do i have i mean i have to stop being so white uh i don't understand or i i do get where this is coming from and it would be stupid of me to pretend like this wasn't coming i knew this was coming Mm -hmm. um i don't i don't know i i i'm conflicted because uh, like daniel said I'm also happy for both Monet and Trinity. Mm-hmm. I wanted Trinity to win. I also wanted Monet to win because I love Monet. So, but like, I sort of, okay, here's my feeling. Leaving l- leaving this conversation sort of out of it, I think that you have to pick one person. It, it, it's less special to win if 
there's only one if there isn't only one winner because it then you have fought this whole way mm-hmm. to share a prize which they didn't have to share well, thankfully yeah. but do you know what i mean like i hope they got you're sharing a title sets. uh I, they did they did oh yeah because they were crowned okay because they came out on yeah. stage at casey musgrave's right. concert yes, and right, ruined right, it right. for everybody there yeah. yeah they definitely did have separate um, crowns and scepters good. um i feel like this moment is the same way that the Vixen's conversation with Aquaria on season 10 really, like, it really brought out the, um, it, it, it brought all of the racism within the fan base to the surface. Like she, it just rose in, in, the, in the, the fastest way possible. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what's happening here again. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I mean, telling you how to talk to ignorant people, like, when you find out, let us know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that you have better skills at doing that based on the way you wrote this email than I ever will. Mm-hmm. So I think you're doing a great job. But I feel like the people who are going to bring up the fact that Monet won because she's black, they're never going to see it from your perspective. It's and so, and that's you know, terrible. It, it's like what Moravia said in her email that, like, maybe you know, maybe this is why they pick, you know, wanted, you know, they picked Monet for this reason and they picked Trinity for this reason. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like what's going on in the producer's head is none of our damn business because right. we don't know what's going on. And right. as conflicted as I feel, I'm also like, but I'm feeling this as a viewer, and this is how I'm going to frame it because, like, I'm so like. I'm tired of the comments that like that Moravia is talking about. Um, we got some about you know the same thing where we said you know we it would be great to see Monet win because the Hall of Fame was looking pretty pale, and that's not because Monet is black; it's because she's talented. But race is always a factor. Like race is always an issue in this country and probably most of the rest of the world. Race is always an issue because it's been made an issue. And we talked about this on season 10 ad nauseum. Like this, it, it, it is an issue in every aspect of our society and drag is not excluded from it. Right. Okay. And so when you're seeing somebody just as talented as, you know, the, the other person, you know, not making it ahead or, you know this uh, a person who who you know like a white person who is viewed as not being as talented as a person of color like you know pulling ahead but it doesn't make sense like these things are always going to come into play because this is not only what we've been taught to look at it is what is looked at yeah and unfortunately people are people's values are still um being gauged by how light or dark their their skin is right you know or what their eyes look like or what texture their hair is or i mean i, I mean this is it's, it's a factor of the world we live in i mean a, a great you know like a great example is that people are looking at what monet wore on the runway on the finale and they're just they're like oh this was basic yeah even though why even, because she wore mm-hmm. something that was an african yeah. print but yet you're not listening because if you said that, because she said, I'm wearing this to show people how beautiful these African silks are and how they can be used. She literally said that. But so like, but she to doesn't, what you're watching, but do you, do you understand what I'm saying? They are, uh, they're looking at it and seeing that that is African in origin. And they're automatically making a judgment call yep. based on the way that that fabric looks. Yes. Cause they're like, Oh, that's because not- of, because of yeah. what it, what, uh, what images are are brought up for them when they see it? Yeah, and that's unique to to that culture. 
specifically, like that viewpoint, because the same, you know, like nobody would have said that about what um, Trinity wore. Exactly. Exactly. And this is not pitting them against each other. No. We're just talking. It just, this is just very convenient, actually, at this point. Yeah. You know, um, but they're, they're, they're both equally as talented and deserve to be there for very specific reasons. And I'm happy that bo- we're both happy that both of them won. And again, at the end of the day, this is kind of a viewer's perspective. I'm going to be honest. On what we were shown. I am going to be petty as a fan. This has nothing to do with Trinity Taylor. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on the money you just won. But Monet is the winner for me. That's my mm-hmm. winner. She's been she our winner won. since season 10. Yeah. Like. I mean, I, I just, I can't get over the fact that they Gave them both the crown yeah. after that lip sync. Monet won that lip sync. Like, and again, if you were going to do it, do it, but don't be sloppy. Right? They were. That was that was very sloppy television. Right. And I don't like it. Yeah. But again, outside of this, you know what? They both won the same amount of money. <laughs> like they both got the crown. You know, it's like okay. You know, so I'm sure they're both happy. I would also, so one other thing that I want to say to Moravia, I would urge you to not look at the comments. I know, like, it's hard. I know that this is like the dumb, you know, and it's coming from the, 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 the whitest person on this podcast, but the like, the only white person on this podcast. Right. But <laughs> seriously, like, don't look at the comments. It is like your, your heart's going to be broken every time you look at those it's, comments. They're disgusting. It's awful. It's really awful. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the comments. Like, yeah, I'm I am slowly learning that lesson now. And I sort of wish that I had listened to whoever it was who said it the first time I heard it in my life. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the I comments. Think if, you, if you do anything that is public from a podcast to Drag Race to whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it applies to everybody. Right. Um, and I, I totally I mean, talking about uh, how most of most of drag culture comes from black queer culture yes duh of course like we should be uplifting people that are black and queer in the drag community duh like i don't understand why more people don't get that well that and also drag wouldn't exist most, if it wasn't for most, black like, queer contemporary people contemporary drag culture draws upon two movies like, right that you know it's it, you either hear a catchphrase from paris is burning or you know the queen like that's it right so and occasionally a Tu Wong Fu, but yeah. Well, but Tu Wong Fu. I mean, I'm I'm talking about specifically, you know, like black centered, um, like uh, media, right? You know, um, and and I mean, Paris is burning is a huge the the um I don't know if it's the ethics behind it or the oof. the optics behind the way that or I don't know I don't know what word I'm ethics, trying to use the ethics behind the, the way that ethics people were used behind the the way those people were exploited for that documentary i mean i'm i'm happy to have seen it but i would have preferred no i would have preferred that they were able to benefit from it Mm -hmm. somehow because they absolutely didn't yeah so keep that in mind like Mm -hmm. that one thing that is stolen from regularly yeah it was stolen from people who were being taken advantage of when that film was being made like, you can't ignore this stuff. Mm-hmm. I get it that there are people out there who are going to be butthurt about what I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. But you cannot ignore this stuff. Yeah. You can't. You absolutely can't. Mm-hmm. It's in the fabric. Yeah. It's just, it's there. Yeah. So. so. 
Let's talk about Moravia's bonus question. Yes. Um, I uh, She wrote, I can't remember if you have ever addressed or if this has ever been addressed before, but would you guys ever consider producing a Grizzly Kiki live? I'd absolutely buy tickets if you did. Oh, um, We've talked about it. We've yeah. talked about it. And full disclosure, we both have day jobs. We both have, well, I have a lot of like side gigs, I guess, that I'm working on right now. Um, I do some light YouTube editing in my spare time, and I am trying to become a pelucero to the stars. <laughs> <laughs> and I only said that in Spanish because I don't know how it translates to English, but I would like to be um, a, wig wig, a wig stylist. Oh, I guess. I like it better in Spanish. Specialize in wigotry? Yes. Oh, my God. Um, and And Daniel's job is just it's there's a lot there's a lot that he has to do Mm -hmm. every day and it's very physically demanding like this is a very very physically demanding job for him so when he gets home there's no there's no there's no energy left for anything but you know uh i don't know whatever tv shows we have dvr'd yeah if i can stay awake during them right (laughs) exactly which sucks um but i mean i beyond that having the time also i don't like being in front of people (laughs) Like, I just, I had, like, honestly, it's, like, one of those things where, like, at my job, I have to greet people sometimes, and I'm just, like, like, I I don't, I don't, I've never thought that I have social anxiety, but I guess, like, being on the forefront, or, like, like, being, like, stared at, or whatever, and it it just, it, like, freaks me out. If I could do it inside of a black box, I would. Hmm. Um, And it's not just because I like saying what I say or what I think, you know, behind the safety of a microphone in our apartment and don't have the guts to do it in front of other people it's just um yeah i don't know i don't know how we would hmm, i don't know i don't know how we would format a live episode unless we recapped the like we did a viewing party and then recapped yeah, right exactly. after that would be great mm-hmm. i would love that I mean, we kind of did when we first started the podcast at stonewall where we interviewed girls Kinda, um, yeah. But it, it, you know, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah. Um, we should have a viewing party. Why don't we yeah, have a viewing party? And I certainly wouldn't like want anybody to pay for a ticket to come. Like, no. Um, I wouldn't be mad at that, but I, <laughs> I think, I think to st- for starters, we would approach a bar. We'd probably approach a bar yeah, and it would be, be like, tiny. yeah, yeah. Um, I but I I'm serious. I would love for us to have a viewing party where we comment on the episode during the breaks and mm-hmm. then sort of talk about it at the end. Yeah. Of the episode with like you know audience participation maybe I don't know, but I feel like your average drag race viewing audience yeah, at a bar for that. is not interested. It would have to be a screening with a director's commentary afterward. Right. You know. Yeah, they're not interested in that call and response moment. Yeah, we so. tried. Remember yeah. when we tried doing oh, the viewing party we did with yeah. Miss Jay? We were like, all three of us were like, hey, everybody. Yeah. It was like crickets. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And it was the first, and it was like the one that you have the most content from because it was the first episode of All Stars mm-hmm. season two. And I remember during the break doing simple shit like, who's Team Fifi? And crickets or yeah. i guess no, i guess maybe i chose the wrong one but well but not even I, like i went through the cast i i went yeah, through the you whole through cast each one. and there were no there was no response because everyone was like ordering a drink having a cigarette checking their phone like they're not thinking about and it and it i mean i think this is an epidemic for all viewing parties mm-hmm. is that you're not really thinking like you're there to watch a drag show but you're also watching a drag show yeah. so it's like a inception moment yeah, drag within both. a drag it's like screen and screen people 
I dragged a drag of drags gone by. Oh my god. Um that reminds me of me saying at the end, like when when you finally woke up from your little nap, um, I said to you, I was like, going on about this nap. Monet was like, I'm going to give you the meest me you ever meet. And she did. Mm -hmm. God, I love that fucking wig reveal. (laughs) You don't know how, you don't know how much it hurt my feelings that you were asleep during that moment because I erupted. I fucking erupted when that happened and you were silent. You should have woke up. Like, I'm always nudging you when we're watching TV to wake you up. You've got to check on me now. And I hate when you do that. That's why I don't do it to you. But like sometimes when it's something important, you nudge. Listen, I leaned over at one point and I was like, are you asleep? Because you're very quiet. And you were like, no, I'm awake. And so I took your word for it. I did? At the beginning of the episode, I took your word for it and I left you alone. So your own fault. I was fooling you. Thankfully, we have DVR. So, can you imagine? Can you imagine that happened and I had to wait like three or four hours or whatever to like? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, thank you, Morabia, for writing in. And thank you to all our listeners yes. who have stuck through with this entire season of All Stars. It has been so much fun. And we're excited for season 11 to begin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm not convinced by your reaction. Just I am excited for it, but I'm just like, oh, I need a, I need a drag race break. I'm, ex- I'm really excited because I feel like there are a lot of girls on season 11 who I've never, ever heard of before. Like mm-hmm. there are so many of them. And so I'm excited to meet some new girls. I am very excited for Evie Oddly. And I hope that we get Ugh. to see her face for a while. I'm excited for like the obvious exciting girls like Silky, Evie, and Sugar. Like, but I'm also excited to get to know Mercedes Iman Diamond. Like, uh, I want to know more about you being a Muslim drag queen. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know more about Raj O'Hara. Like, mm-hmm. what's your story? Where do you come from? I want to know. How more. did the yeah. mixture of the O'Hara family and the Dan- Davenport family go down? Mm-hmm. How did it happen? I want to know. I want to know everything. Yeah. Tell me everything. It's, it's an interesting season. Yeah. And in many ways, it almost feels like they're starting over. How's Vanjie going to redeem herself? I want to know it all. I want to find out all of it. So walk forward this time. <laughs> and say her first name. Her first Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. I mean, that doesn't really work because she didn't say her last name. She said her middle name. Anyway. Well, whatever. Anyway, I'm judging myself Jesus, too much. You're judging me. Just, just go with it. Let's put a bow. Go with the flow. Let's put a bow on this. Uh, we're Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read them on the air. And don't forget to subscribe <gasps> on iTunes and Spotify. So until next time. Bye. bye.